Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Welcome back to the Chip Shot, where we talk about real estate, business, leadership, and our community. Why we believe real estate is the best business in the world when bought correctly. Why it's important to mind your own business. And why leadership is important. Because at the end of the day, everything rises and falls on leadership. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Chip Shot. A couple weeks ago, I had Danny Smith on with Home Trust Mortgage, and Danny was in our office again today doing some sales training with, with some of our realtors. And I don't ever want to lose an opportunity with Danny while he's here, so we're going to do another uh, another podcast with Danny today, and I'm, I'm excited that Danny's here again. Hey, Chip. And so, hey, Danny, we're going to talk about... Uh, so I'm reading this book, The 12-Week Year with Danny. It's about getting more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. And so I've been going through this program with Danny and it's been an exciting thing to do because 12 months compared to 12 weeks, you get things done quicker with 12 weeks than you do 12 months. And it also pushes you to, to get more done. So where, where I'm at in this whole exercise, guys, is I'm picking up five goals that I'm going towards. When I start this process, uh, I have until February 15th to get these five goals completed. And so I'm working, working tactically every day to get those done and so and then I've also done this uh, this exercise where it's have do be you got about the, you have to think about the things that you want to have okay so some of mine are like involvement in my church I want to have a loving close family I want to have a strong relationship between my wife and I I want to have three well-behaved children good health I want to have bikes to ride as a family which we don't have bikes to ride as a family yet um, I would like to have a boat one and there's some material things too but a lot of it's just having a good health and uh, and there's some other other things to, and some success. I want to have a successful podcast. You know, that's one of the things that I want to have. Uh, I want to have low debt, my low debt in my businesses. I have profitable real estate brokers, profitable insurance agency. We want our anytime fitness uh, franchise to be profitable. So those are some things that I've written down. I want to have awesome culture at our work. So those are the things that I've written down that I want to have. Then you got to write down the things you got to do to have those things. And then most important thing is, is who do you need to be? Who, what's the person that I need to be so I can do those things that I need to do to have those things that I want to have in my life? And I'm Daniel, after talk saying all that, what are, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great way to put it, Chip. Um, and, and that's right out of the, uh, Moran and Lennington have just come out with their uh, field guide, the workbook. Uh, they've had the book for about 10 years. The field guide came out about six, eight weeks ago. And that's the first exercise uh, that they have us go through is, you know, what do you want to have, be, and do? And uh, out of that, you build the vision. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all, you know, we're told you need a vision. And we're always told that every uh, coach and trainer I've ever been to says you need a vision. You need to be working toward the vision. But the way Moran and Lennington tell us to to engage up front it changes things it seems like mm-hmm. don't you agree yes and and um your vision it uh it propels something with inside of you when you put a vision out there it makes you excited mm-hmm. right you get excited about it yep. and i was reading about the uh i think this is in this book it's uh the uh emotional cycle of change mm-hmm. yeah right so reading about the emotional cycle of change so when you get your vision out there you have what they call 
uninformed optimism, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So, yeah. So you get excited, right? Oh, okay. I can I can do this. This is what I'm going to go towards, and then you. So then you got to do the, the the do right. That's what you want to have. It makes you excited. Then you actually got to go do that, right? And then you realize, oh, okay, this is hard work, okay. And so you have the next step, which is informed pessimism. You realize that, oh, this is all this work that I got to do to have that. And I've also got to be this person. So you, you might have to change some things that you do in your life to, in order to be that person that you need to be. Uh, maybe that be more focused and all that. And so sometimes you get into mucky muck, what I call it. And you're like, maybe I don't want it this bad. You know, I think it's where a lot of people quit. And so they don't end up having what they really want to have in life because they can't do what they want to what they need to do because they can't be the person that they need to be to do all that. But here's the trick. You're going to go through what they call the valley of despair. It's where like, okay, I'm not seeing the benefits of it. Right. And, uh, quite yet, but if you can push through that, finally, the fourth step is the informed optimism. That's where you start to see some of the benefits of what you've done. Okay. And, and then finally you can get what they call fulfillment and success. I believe. Oh, success and fulfillment. Yeah. Fulfillment. So it's all about not quitting, right? It's all about, because even in economics, I was a finance major, and they talked about the J-curve in economics, right? And so it's where you'll make this investment maybe in a, in a business or in the economy, and you still won't see the benefits of it till, till maybe a year from down the road. It may be a year and a half, three years, and they call that the J-curve. And I think we have the J-curve, what this is kind of called, which is the economic cycle of change. Well, what's interesting is that when we make an investment in a business, we're kind of stuck with that investment unless we can sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we make an investment in our vision, uh, it's a vision, and uh, our struggle is that we start thinking we are wishing for too much. We go through that valley of despair. I, I forgot about the part about the, what do you call it, informed optimism? Informed, I, I mean, informed pessimism. 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 Yeah. I, I, I need to go back and read that part myself because I forgot about that. But, you know, uh, you know, I tell people, and I think about 10 years from now, and I got this out of the book E-Myth, uh, Michael Gerber, uh, you know, he talks about how Tom Watson, the founder of IBM, when he founded IBM, he wrote down what he wanted IBM to look like in 20 years and be acting like. So in 10 years, I'm 63, 73, what do I want my day to be like? When I get up in the morning, what time am I going to get up? Uh, uh, what am I going to be doing? What's the day going to be like? I don't think I'll ever retire, but I want to semi-retire to a point at some mm-hmm. point. So what do I want that day to be? How do I, I need a vision for, for what I'm going about doing and getting up and sitting on the back porch. If it's not too cold outside, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a wimp, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, but then I want to walk down to my dock on my private ski lake and I want to get in my nautique and I want to run a set right. and, uh, you know, like slalom skiing. So what is that? But having that vision to live out, it's right out of Napoleon Hill uh, in Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill said, and, and, and don't get anybody that's, and, and when Napoleon Hill says Think and Grow Rich, he's not talking about all money. It's a great book. There are a couple of weird things. Have you read it? Oh, yes. Yeah, there are a couple of weird things in there, but you get past the weird things. But, uh, but you know, he says, what do you want? What are you willing to give up? Well, what do you want? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to give up? Put that into a little paragraph mm-hmm. and then read it every morning and every night. Yeah. And that's, in essence, kind of a variation here. I mean, uh, uh, Moran and Livington in 12-week year are diving deeper into that. 
and they've outlined, if I can, uh, uh, you know, they've outlined or, or, or the book, they give us five disciplines and three principles. They give us the disciplines of having a vision, planning, having controls around your processes, keeping score, and your time use. Those are the dis- disciplines. Sounds like a lot, but it's really the most simplistic. And I've been through all kinds of time management and productivity training uh, you know, over the last 40 years. But uh, it's it, they break it down and make it really, really simple. But it's those you do those four, those five disciplines off of the principles of accountability, commitment, and being great in the moment. Great in the moment. And that great in the moment. Uh, there's a quote in the book. Um, well, I, I remember one, and I do morning Snapchats in the morning. You can follow that at Bubella, Texas. So I do a morning like motivational thing, and I I said a Snapchat the other day, and it was something along the remarks of. Uh, don't let your emotions dictate your life. You got to think about your mm-hmm. commitments. Don't don't let your emotions dictate your day. Think about your commitments. And let those dictate your day. And that's where greatness in the moment comes in. It's where when you're, you're going to be tired, right? And there's going to be times you don't want to do something, but you got to push through. And that's when you're great. And, and if you're tied to your vision, mm-hmm. if you're tied to that vision, like one guy says, I want to bring my wife home from work, and he is so driven to that's his. Next big thing to uh, to create that uh, her income, in addition to what he's making, create it, and that's what uh, that's what he's uh, he's driving towards. And they also talk about, I believe, if I'm reading, if I remember correctly, is that when does an all-star athlete become great? It's not when they win that award. It's they became great before that. They when they decided to be committed to Michael Phelps. He did not become great when he won his first or his however many gold medals. He became great when he was getting up four o'clock every morning. Absolutely, yeah. And but we have to have that vision to get us through, get us out of the bed, get us through those moments of I don't want to do it. Well, I think that's why it's important. That's why I love the Miracle Morning because I you have an opportunity to to wake up early, to really sit there and you look at the stuff like you write it down. Like I have all this have do's and bees, but I always look at the be like who do I need to be mm-hmm. to be able to be the person that, to do those things, so to have those things. And I, I remember reading one time, in uh, I think it was the the it was the same it was the Miracle Morning series, but for entrepreneurs. And it says it's not about doing more in life. It's about being more. It's about mm-hmm. becoming more. And the becoming more is the, is the trick to a lot of yeah. things, I think. Yeah. I tell Hal Elrod's book, right? Hal yeah. Elrod's yeah. book. Great book. Great book. But uh, something I was thinking about, too, the other day, Danny, is so, like, you have all these haves, right? So uh, it's important to have, so, like, half of my stuff's personal and half of my stuff's business. And well, I say a third of it's personal, third of it's business, and third of it's materialistic stuff. Um, and so, I was thinking about this. So, like, what the way I prioritize? I have 21 halves here, right? Okay. And so, the way I prioritize it was like, so my goals, right? I put God first, my family, my health, my work, um, or relationships, my work, and then my community. That's how I kind of those are my big rocks in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure God comes first. So like I put involvement in my church, loving, close family, strong relationship between my wife and I, three well-behaved children, good health, bikes, something was like bikes ride with my family, good friends and relationships. I want to build our new home. Uh, I want to have the boat. And one of those things, like the boat is family and friends, boat outings. Like I know you have a boat. You love that, right? It creates mm-hmm. memories oh, with your does. children and all that stuff. 
I want to have time to travel. Um, I want to remodel our building downtown that we have above any time. I want to have awesome work at culture. So like then it gets into business stuff and all that kind of the materialistic stuff. But so, but I was thinking about it. So like all this stuff at the top that's the most important to me. Okay. But then you have all these things that are also important to you, but sometimes they're not congruent. So it's like almost like this. Let's, let's say, uh, I want to spend more time with my family. Okay. But then I also want to grow a successful several businesses. And so sometimes those items aren't congruent with, so like, how do you have more success at work when you have more success at home? And it's, so it's, it's hard. Sometimes you realize your business goals aren't congruent with your personal goals. Well, this is the neat thing about the 12 week year. Mm-hmm. If you're asking me, okay, any suggestions? I- yeah, I'm looking for suggestions. Right. The 12, that's why the 12 week year is so important that you're not setting up a year. I mean, we can't plan out a year. Nobody can. No plan is ever gone. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, uh, Warren Buffett, you know, he, 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 he hasn't set his, he's never set a plan for a year and it's gone the right way. You, uh, you're, you constantly have to be adjusting that plan. And then you, you get kind of, you get uh, wore out by adjusting it, and you think you're failing. So that's why a 12-week year, and uh, it's this thing called periodization. So during that period, for 12 weeks, these are three goals that I'm going to work on. And like with me and my health, a year and a half ago when I started my first 12-week year, I had on there, um, uh, I, I wanted to go to the next level with my exercise where mm-hmm. I, I exercise every day and I do certain certain amount of walking, certain amount of calisthenics and uh, uh, some uh, lifting mm-hmm. something every day. I don't take a day off. Mm-hmm. I do. I miss a day every once in a while. I'll miss a day, but I try these streaks and see how long streaks I can get. Uh, I did that for a year and you know what? The, uh, so for four, I, I guess not, not for three, 12 week years. So it was about nine months. I, that was one of my goals that I had. I have a point system that I use, and I had a, a certain number of points per day, per week that I was going to obtain. So at the end, end of the 12 weeks, I had a, these, these points. You know, this 12, the, the, the last, the, uh, this 12 week year and the previous 12 week year, I have not used, I have not had a goal around my exercise, but I've kept up the exercise. It's become habitual. I don't need to do that right, right now. So that's the periodization that they talk about in here. So you pick something during that 12-week period. One of your goals is to sell a piece of property during this 12-week period. You're focusing on that. You've got that done. You're going to have something else. Some of them are projects. They're not ongoing. I don't believe my health is a project, but I but I wanted to get up to a certain level and get the habit built. Yes, right. And that's the, I don't know how long it takes to create a habit, but you're right. I mean, I've, I've always, exercise is not a problem. I look forward to my exercise. I think it's a gift every morning. So every morning I get up at 4.45, I drink a couple cups of coffee, I read, think about my day, I plan it out, I do my savers that we talked about before, and then I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after I get home from the gym, I, you know, it's a, it's a routine that I have. And I get a lot done before a lot of people get up in the morning. Yeah. But it's a, it's a routine. And once you build it in, it's, 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 you don't, it doesn't need to be written down anymore. Right. It, it, and so, so that's the thing. So you've got your, your, your personal, your business, and your materialistic. And you pick one maybe from each one of those 
every 12 weeks and you're working on that and you're getting better at it. And But there's also an evaluation and correction system inside the 12-week year through the measurement mm-hmm. and the scorekeeping that you're doing. So let's talk about your scorekeeping that you did for when you were trying to walk it. Like, how did you keep score of that? Was it a tab? Was it a... Um, I just kept score. I did do an Excel spreadsheet, but I kept uh, I, I kept track of it. Um, I, I've used a, a planner, a written planner. I've had uh, sheets of paper, and I've done different things. Uh, you know, in my calendar, you know, I've marked it. That's what normally works best. And then at the end of the week, I added up. I'm adding up during the week to be sure that I'm getting my points. And I did my first half marathon I'd ever done this past February. Leading up to it, I wanted to do five points a day with uh, uh, four points of, uh, so one point was walking, a walk or run, whatever it was, one mile was one point. And then uh, a certain type of calisthenics was another point. It might be 250 reps of different things. It might be a hundred push up. And so 250 reps uh, on my exercise machine or in, in, in combination of barbells or, you know, incline push ups, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. That was one point or a hundred push ups is one point. Uh, then after the marathon, after the half marathon, I moved into three points a day of anything. Mm-hmm. Some days it was all, uh, all, you know, all out walking or running and, and or running. I walk more than I run. Uh, have, uh, other days it was pure calisthenics. Okay. And so, uh, and just because if I did five today didn't mean I did two tomorrow, you know, on the three thing. And, and I'm on the three right now other than, uh, you know, going through a, 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 a cold and whatever I've had, you know, a cough lately. but So, okay, the 12-week year, and so your suggestion is, we've said I had five goals, but I think the book suggests maybe three goals every 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess you could do, I noticed some people do a lot of like one of them is personal, one of them is maybe in their business, and one of them is whatever else. Maybe health. health. So, you know, and personal might be health. It might be what it is. Uh, right. In my first 12 weeks, I had a... A bedroom in my house I needed cleaned a bedroom and a, and a garage I needed cleaned up and I just wanted to work one hour uh-huh. a week in there okay. to get it done wow and, and, and to get rid of stuff to uh, take it to goodwill or wherever I need to do with it so that was part of mine so guys if you're listening to this the 12 week year it's by Brian Moran it's a really good book um, it's something you can apply which I like but so you pick out your three goals that you want to have in that 12 weeks so it's like one of them, I was, I was looking at it like an insurance guy, insurance agent. He's a sales guy and he has, so he wanted to add, I forget how much revenue, but he had, a, his, then you have your tactical plan to accomplish that goal, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be five things that you do daily to, in order to, a tactical plan to accomplish that goal, which could be like calling, trying, I think his, his big goal was to get, add 20 personal, uh, uh, I guess, homes and autos to his book of business. Mm-hmm. Some with maybe a couple of commercial accounts, and then he had a tactical plan on how much blue he was going to call that day and all that stuff. So you have to put the tactics together to make sure you accomplish that goal. Yeah, one of the big things that Moran, uh, a you know, going to the gym, for instance, if, uh, uh, that's not a goal. That's a tactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, a you're you're you have a goal for going to the gym. Uh, you're trying to lose weight. Or you're trying to lose body fat. Uh, you're trying to increase um, uh, your muscle. Um, uh, percentage of uh, fat, uh, and so, uh, but your your tactic is to go to the gym. Most of us get tactics and goals mixed up, and we think that a goal is you know I've got a goal to get out of bed at at, at four forty five in the morning. That's not a goal. 
All right, that's a tactic towards the goal. Okay. And and he outlines that in the book. You start off with a vision, and then you have a goal for the twelve weeks that feeds that vision. Then you come up with what your tactics are you need. So you've got your vision, then you've got your 12-week goal. Then you come up with your tactics. What tactics will it take to obtain that goal? Then you put those tactics into a plan. Mm -hmm. You execute those tactics. It's a 12-week plan. It's a 12-week plan that you come up with up front, but then you weekly uh, uh, write out your, your plan. And then, and it, it takes three minutes. Mm-hmm. It, at first, it took me 15, 30 minutes every week, but now it takes me three minutes. Actually, I've already written out my 12 week plan that I'm starting a uh, you know, new one uh, with Moran uh, as my account and uh, program I am, I'm in with him. That uh, I've already got my plan that I'm starting on January the 7th, all written out. It's, it, and, and it literally, it took me three to five minutes mm-hmm. on the phone with him yesterday and it was done. Yeah. And uh, so then you score keep it. Then you keep score just like and you come up with a scorekeeping process so that your business is, you know, is as exciting as a good football game uh, that you're keeping score. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're watching the play clock. You got, you know, first and 10, uh, uh, you know, fourth and one. And so you come up with scores mm-hmm. that you're measuring and you're paying attention to each week to see what your execution score is. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about, okay, the scoring. I get that. And do you, and as a score, how do you come up with that scoring system? I guess, like, like for me, selling my piece of land, I'm thinking about, okay, how do I score that? Whereas, like, if I'm trying to hit $20 million or 20000 in commission for the next, or add 20000 in commission to my, to my book of business for the next 12 weeks, I can score that, right? I can say, okay, I'm at 1000 I'm Okay, I'm just keeping score, right? But, but, but you need to, okay, that is one score. Okay. All right. But you're, you need, what, what's it going to take, what tactics? Mm-hmm. And if I'm accomplishing those tactics, that's keeping the score up. So, so let's say you want to add uh, to the Home Scout app. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to add an app a day. That's one of the things you're going to do to get that twenty thousand. So you say, I'm, I'm going to app a day, seven days a week. Uh, uh, if you want to do it seven days a week, so that uh, uh, at the end of the week, how many apps did you add? I added five, or I added eight. Well, there's your score against that. Uh, if you want to go. Um, you want to work your your CRM. You're going to do certain things in your CRM. You're going to spend a, 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 a two hours this week in your CRM, mm-hmm. and you only spent 30 minutes in it. Uh, so you score very specific things that matter to get that to that 20,000. Okay. You have remember in the book he talks about lead indicators and lag indicators. The thousand dollars a week or fifth or whatever it is, that's a lag indicator that you're getting to the twenty thousand. The lead indicator it, it is the the stuff that you have pure control over. You have pure control over at you don't, might not have control over somebody downloading the Home Scout app, but you have control over asking somebody to download the app. You have control over sitting down and working your CRM. <laughs> Let's talk about the lead and lag and what. what I think they talk about that's something wrong with our culture, about how mm-hmm. people want to feel busy today. Mm-hmm. And so d- doing the stuff that we're talking about right now, a lot of people think oh, it's, it's self-help, I don't need that, or whatever, because they they just want to 
do what they need to do to feel busy. Yeah, I, I, I call that being productive versus effective. Mm-hmm. Productive versus effective. Yep. Everybody thinks they're productive because they, uh, you know, they, they're, they're busy, but they weren't real effective. Right. They didn't, uh, you know, add anything to a relationship or, you know, if you're trying to make your house payment or your car payment, you didn't do anything to add to your bank account. Right. You just, you were productive, you got it done, but you didn't do anything to grow or get better. And so this is an investment, you know, reading something like this, applying it to your life, it's an investment and uh, it's a it's a lead indicator. Yeah, it, 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 let me say something also. There's a difference between tactics and to-dos. Mm-hmm. Most of us do a lot of to-dos every day. And, and we and I had, had a lady tell me a while back that she said, I love putting things down on a list every day so I can mark it off. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, well, do you, her name's Sarah. I said, Sarah, do you put things on your list that you've already done so you can mark it off? And she said, yes. And I said, you're wasting so much time. Because <laughs> I know I've done that. Have you ever done it? It makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, may, it makes you feel good. But, and you think you can go back and see what you did. You know, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. But um, you had another question there, I think. I- well, I was going to go, I was going to talk, I, I went off of that because you're talking about lead and lag, and I had forgotten about that. I wanted to talk about that. Where I was going to lead to is the, uh, when we had talked about this before we started doing the podcast earlier, I'd asked you about um, some of my goals were a team goal, and I hadn't realized that they were team goals when you, when you brought it. So I put it as a personal goal, but really it's a team goal. And let's, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So the, 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 and you said you hadn't really paid attention. So I, I recommend you go back and read, you know, in the book mm-hmm. and in uh, the field guide, read what he says about the team. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say about it. I was hoping you could help me. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know uh, uh, you've got property. Uh, it, 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 it's well, this, the team goal was it, like it, the, it, the insurance. I wanted to uh, add a couple of commercial accounts because we want to we can get the commissions up. You know, about twenty grand this year off on commercial accounts. That'd be a phenomenal. So I made it a goal. Instead of a year goal, I wanted to make it a twelve-week goal. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so you have people that uh, that will be helping you do that. So you come up with the tactics and you assign the tactics to team. the team members, and then how are you going to measure that? And you, and it's uh, it, it, that assignment. You know, there might be one assignment that says determine who's going to help me do this? Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, going to be done week one. Mm-hmm. At the end of week one, did you assign that to that person? Did right. you determine who it was and assign it to them? It's been a weak, weak link of mine all the time is uh, to try to do it all myself. <laughs> but I have to get better at, like, I'm thinking about the team. It's like, a high DI personality, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dominant, just want to go ahead and do it, get yeah. it done. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That, so, the, I uh, thank you for sharing that and all that. I don't know what's next, but... Uh, Trying to think, uh, 12-week year, uh, talked about the have, do, be, talked about the tacticals, the, yeah. all that. I, I want to point out the difference, between again, that most people, I'm going to say, um, if there's 100 people listening to the podcast, 99 people set goals when they should be thinking about tactics. They set a goal for um, going to the store this afternoon at 4 o'clock. That's not a goal. And, 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 you know, you could argue that it is. The problem is that you set so many goals and something comes up and that's, you know, something came up that was more important going to the store. But then you let yourself down. Goals need to be very first 
quantifiable. If they're not quantifiable on a big scale, they at least need to be qualifiable. Mm-hmm. And he goes into that in the books. So I recommend go back in there and read that. Um, and there's a, you know, we, we need to, uh, you know, I, I'm very stingy mm-hmm. about setting my goals. Mm-hmm. I just don't randomly set goals. John Maxwell says that he is much more growth oriented than goal oriented. And he, and, and I believe he's, I've never been able to ask him this question, but I, I believe he's talking about the difference in just in, in the way America sets goals. Is everything Well, they goal. hit the goal and then they think they're done. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, they hit the goal, they think they're done, but it's not sustainable. But if you grow into the uh, obtaining it, mm. then it's uh, uh, then it's uh, it 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 is sustain uh, uh, sustainable. So talking about we were talking about 10x last time the Grant Cardone and he was in Houston yesterday. I don't know if you saw <laughs> He was on Instagram live going yeah. down the freeway. <laughs> he was trying to get more Instagram followers. So he had his window rolled down, acting a fool, trying to get these people on the highway to, to yeah. follow him on Instagram. Yeah, pure grill market. <laughs> right. But anyways, he, he, he was talking about yesterday also about, uh, and, and they talk about in the book too, create a big vision. I mean, bigger than you than life itself. Most of them, let me say this, most of us, our vision is too connected to our resources. We don't have the resources for this. We don't have the resources that, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't have the education or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, that's where the, uh, 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 the, the failure comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, the vision needs to be something way outside of your resources. Well, so Grant says, he, the guy was like, there's no way I can do that. He said, buddy, he said, everything I put out there is on a table. I mean, it's, it's just, it's unrealistic. Everything I put out there, but it helps me grow every day. I, I'm constantly trying to grow to get to that unrealistic expectation of myself. And that's why you, how you become growth oriented. Because you, you just put a goal out there to, just to meet it. Did you really expand yourself as much as you possibly could? That's why I love the book in the Millionaire Real Estate Agent. I mean, it starts off, I think it's that one of the Millionaire Real Estate Investor. I can't remember. But Gary Keller talks about the little boy and the wolves howling at night. And, uh, he aims his scope to hit the to hit the wolf in the dark night. It's like 200 feet away, right? But he he decides to slightly aim his target about two foot above the wolf, right? To aim higher than what the target really was. And when he did that, he actually hit his goal. Mm-hmm. You know, if he'd aimed right at it, yeah. he would have missed. Yeah. But he aimed a little higher and yeah. ended up getting there. Yeah, a little bragging maybe, but. Um uh, I had a mortgage company in 2007. We did $800 million worth of business. I started it in 1998 with one loan officer. And then I found another loan officer that I could help them do their business. And we ended up with about you know 60 loan officers that were that that we really helped do and make a, a good business, provide a lot of good service. And we built it to an $800 million year business. There was no way in 1998 that I would, that there was any, uh, you could fathom that uh, nine years later we were going to be doing eight hundred million dollars in business, mm-hmm. but you, you know you just you, you have a vision and then you just you start working and um, finding more people. A lot of it, what we do, uh, you know, in, in the real estate and in the mortgage business today is we just help other people, uh, you know, uh, you know, obtain what their dreams and what their uh, goals are. Yes, I'm in lots of business. I always feel like. I mean, our slogan here is your success is our success. And so yeah. we got to make sure our clients are successful. We got to make sure our realtors are successful. Got to make sure you're successful. I got to send you plenty of business too. You know, yeah. it's, it's all a team and, and all that stuff. And so 
um, you were talking about, uh, uh, I don't know where I was going off that tangent, but anyhow, it's it's all about making sure everybody's successful, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, the, uh, 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 I think it was J. Paul Getty that talked about uh, that his success came from uh, uh, when he, you know, he learned that he'd much rather make a hundred dollars off of a thousand people than a thousand off of one, off just himself. Right. And that's what changes things mm -hmm. when, when you start expanding that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody that's tuning in, I have Danny here today, Danny Smith with Home Trust Mortgage, and it's always a pleasure to have him in the office. He did some training with us today on a, on a real estate app that we're excited about sharing with our customers and clients. Uh, if you need a loan, you can reach Danny at uh, you, you, uh, you go to dlsmithteam.com or my email is danny at dlsmithteam.com. I, I, I didn't ask you about this. I hope this is okay. Yeah. But also, if anybody's interested in 12-week year, we have a, 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 a Facebook group. Uh, I've been adding everybody. I've been trying to get everybody I know that should join to yeah. join. Like yeah. my wife, I've got some of the trainers. I, I just invite yep, people. Yep. Yeah, just uh, uh, go to Facebook and search for Get More Done Now. And uh, ask to join the group. Uh, we have a weekly call and a um, uh, we just um, uh, it's a great it's a great great gift for somebody too for the for the new year. I absolutely. would say and and uh, hey, there's no longer 12, mo 12, uh, 12 months in a year. It's twelve weeks in a year. You get a lot more done this year. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Y'all have a merry Christmas, and we'll see you soon. Falling too fast to prepare for this Tripping in the world could be dangerous Everybody circling his vultures Negative, nepotist Everybody waiting for the fall of man Everybody praying for the end of time